Hello, and welcome to Thank You for Toilet Paper, a history of the little things, a podcast where we talk about a few things to be grateful for and the history and stories behind them. I'm your host, Elizabeth Miller. Thank you so much for joining me today. Let's get going. When the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie came out, a common joke at that time that floated around at least our family was renaming it Pirates of the Carabiners, a swashbuckling tale of crossed ropes brought together by roguish carabiner hooks. Does it have Pixar potential? Maybe. Depends on how much we can get emotionally hooked to a carabiner. Whether or not this joins the ranks of Disney Pixar films, carabiners have paved the way for many an exciting story for climbers from around the world. I haven't had much experience in the world of rock climbing outside of like rock climbing gyms and bouldering, but the few times I have gone have really only been possible because of safety gear. Key among these incredible tools is, of course, the simple carabiner. So this week, we're going to talk about the very simple tool that keeps us safe when we lose our footing, the carabiner. A carabiner is technically classified as a type of shackle, which means it is U-shaped and fastened with a pin or bolt, or it could be a hinged loop with a quick release. Cheers to Wikipedia for that definition of a shackle. The word carabiner comes from the German word Karabinerhaken, which means a carabiner's hook and refers to a spring hook. This hook was used by carabine riflemen, by carabine riflemen, a soldier... This hook was used by French carabin riflemen. A soldier armed with a carabin, which was a type of gun, was also nicknamed a carabiner. The carabiner allowed the soldier to attach the carabin to his bandolier or belt. So at the very beginning, aside from climbing, carabiners were actually a tool to hook the carabin to a soldier's belt, which allowed him to be more agile in battle. These soldiers were lightly armored, able to ride horses, and shoot their short-barreled guns on foot or on a horse. They were cavalrymen. This new type of soldier was introduced to the French military in 1600 and was conceived by Commander Jean d'Albret. These days, we use carabiners for all sorts of activities, from sailing and caving to rock climbing, window cleaning, rescue work, acrobatics and construction, and even hot air ballooning. It is also often a popular keyring. I have a carabiner on my keyring, although it's definitely not one I would trust to use to go climbing. It's a very small one. So how did carabiners become such a versatile tool? Well, one of the ways this spread in popularity actually takes us to Germany and a man by the name of Otto Herzog. Herzog was actually nicknamed Rambo long before the film came out. He was an avid climber and an inventor. His nickname Rambo was actually short for the full nickname Ramponierin, which means to bash. The nickname came from his proficient ability to problem-solve his way through difficult situations. One day, he saw the fire brigade using a carabiner and got it into his head that these tools could be helpful for something more. Herzog saw the potential and invited his friends to try out the new tool on Fleischbank in 1912. The carabiner was a hit and became an integral part of the climbing world. This new tool allowed climbers more agility and safety as they could more quickly and safely handle, attach, or detach ropes on climbs. Initially, these carabiners were also made in a pear shape, and you still see that today. This shape, however, eventually evolved and changed to an oval shape, which you can also find today. The first carabiners were also made of heavy steel. It wasn't until later that we got lighter carabiners. This came about through the invention of a new alloy. 
1937, Frenchman Pierre Alain made the first carabiner with this lighter alloy. It was later commercialized in 1947. Alain wasn't the only one to create a lighter carabiner, however. At nearly the same time, Rafi Bedain also created a similar product, and his garnered much more popularity, either because he was a member of the Sierra Club or because his pricing was not market value but was a different price and serviced other climbers, according to Gallantry.com's article, The History of Carabiners from 2016. Also in the 1940s, Felice Bonetti and Riccardo Cassin made changes to the carabiner, giving it a D shape. And later in the 80s, we saw the addition of what is called a bend gate, which allowed the clip to open faster and easier. There were some dangers, however, for climbers in particular with this type of opening, as it could get blocked because of sand or frost and could experience what is called gate flutter as well, which is when the carabiner opens briefly because of irregular movement and forces. This wasn't so much a problem for maritime uses of the carabiner, but definitely in climbing, so the wire gate carabiner was adopted from the maritime uses and applied over to the world of climbing. Locking carabiners were also a way to solve the problem of accidental opening through jostling while climbing. And later, there was a secondary gate that would hold the rope even within the carabiner itself, as sometimes even the uh, locking mechanism could be difficult to manage quickly while climbing. However simple this device is, it is an essential tool for climbers everywhere. Beyond climbing, however, carabiners are an important tool in other activities, some of which we've already mentioned, like sailing, horseback riding, skydiving, and more, as well as keeping our keys together as a handy keychain. From simple beginnings to literally saving lives on mountain ranges, allowing us to soak up incredible views of nature that we would never see otherwise, and for helping us to ascend to great heights or simply make it inside our home safely after a long day, I am very grateful for the seemingly simple carabiner. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you have a marvelous day. Take care.